unforgotten. Majesty, Ovani addressed her carefully, drawing her from her wandering thoughts. Opening her eyes, she shifted them to look up at her aid. Yes, Ovani? The other woman seemed oddly reluctant to go on, but drew a breath and continued after a moment. Highness, there is a young woman who states a desire to present herself to the court. Tyla lifted a brow, rightly not understanding why this bit of news warranted a private notice. Ovani. She put the question aloud, is this not one of the purposes you serve, determining who appears in petition? Ovani clearly blushed, yet sought a means to tell her. You see, Highness, after consultation with the young lady to ascertain her purpose, I, I thought perhaps it might be more prudent, with your allowance, if her presentation was done in a more private setting. Intrigued, Tyla sat up properly on the chaise, eyeing Ovani thoughtfully. It was entirely unlike the other woman to be so deliberately vague, and this raised her suspicion that it was of an unpleasant nature. For some cause, her missing husband also sprang to mind. But, unable to fathom a valid reason for that, she instead asked with a new quiet, This is one of my subjects? Ovani shook her head. Nay, Majesty. She is Ronian. Lady Roshani Soma. This raised Tyla's brows. Aronian. Is she a messenger? Another shake of her head. No. She is, quite young. I do not believe her business to be official in any capacity, Highness. In fact, it seems rather personal. Tyla was not certain she liked the sound of that. Of what nature is her request? Ovani's gaze actually slid away as she answered, without truly clarifying at all. Her original query was to be granted an audience with the King Majesty. Now Tyla was entirely confused. You informed her that His Eminence is away, yes? Ovani of course nodded. Yes, Highness. She refuses to leave, and wishes to await his return, or that you see her instead. Tyla's eyes narrowed. She dot refuses to leave? This was not truly a question, thus Ovani made no attempt to respond. Finally Tyla reminded her with a touch of wariness, you have not answered my query, why does she desire audience? Ovani swallowed nervously, and yet still did not answer directly, perhaps my queen had best see for herself. Tyla knew a flash of anger. And should I refuse? Ovani met her gaze then, and she was nearly certain that it was actual pity that she sensed from her as she answered meaningfully. I do not believe it wise, my queen. Taken aback, Tyla gaped at her, a chastisement ready on her tongue. Yet it was again halted by the sure knowledge that this was unlike her straight-to-the-point attendant. Whatever this petitioner's purpose, Ovani knew of it and was disturbed enough not to wish to say. Obviously knowing that she, Tyla, was likely to react badly. Truly betwixt, she supposed that there was little for it except to allow the visitor in. Very well, I will allow her audience. Have whatever remaining matters there are rescheduled for the morning session. Ovani almost perceptively breathed a sigh of relief. She had indeed spoken with a young woman, who was in true no more than a child herself. She had also seen, closely, the even younger child she carried wrapped in her sling. And it had taken no more than the mention of the king's name for her to recognize why the babe seemed so familiar. Seeing her shocked interest, the girl had sneeringly confirmed what she suspected, demanding to see the queen if Tavale was indeed unavailable as she claimed. Yet she, Lavani, could not bring herself to lay such disturbing news at the feet of her mistress, and was entirely glad within herself that Tyla had not insisted. With her permission she hastened from the room to retrieve the visitor. 
When she returned she handed her a small note which held another bit of news as well, the king had been seen entering Sheridan and seemed to be heading home. Experiencing several emotions at once, Tyla accepted this with a silent nod. With an obvious relief Ovani introduced the girl quickly and made good her escape. Tyla regarded the youngster with curiosity. Thankfully, she was far too young, she prayed, for what she had first suspected to be true, that here was yet another lover Duvalle had known before returning to Nubia, come with some outrageous demand. And yet, the sleeping tot she held in her arms for some cause disturbed her nonetheless. Done with her guessing however, she at last addressed the older child. Fair noon, Lady Soma. I am Tyla Olskne, Queen of Nubia. I have heard, Rashani told her coolly. Tyla nodded, attempting to keep in mind that this was a mere child, although she found her manner vexing. Well enough. Now, suppose you explain your pressing need to have this conference? Rashani glanced nervously about the chamber, suddenly unsure of herself, but shrugged it off determinedly and insisted, as she shifted her stirring sister to a better position, it was my intent to speak to the king. I have heard, Tyla rejoined, keeping her tone level. I am as equally certain you've been told he is not in residence. Thus I suppose I will have to do. Now, again, what is your purpose in coming here? The girl seemed to consider a moment, then, as the tot in her arms awakened fully, come to a decision. Rashani unwrapped the sling and lowered her sister to her feet, before stating with a touch of anger, I have come to deliver his daughter. Tyla would have laughed outright at such a ridiculous notion. Only, now that the child was facing her, she was able to see her clearly. The dark, inquisitive, albeit sleepy at the moment, eyes, the small dot of a nose, more refined and delicate than her father's, but his nonetheless. The determined chin which would betray a stubborn streak later in life. Brow cheeks, and the mouth, creased now into a friendly smile those her age seemed so ready with. How could it be? Dash. Nubian Shadow. Here in the Land of Nubia, Series Book 3. Dash. L.P. Johnson. L.P.J. and Knight Writers Publishing. All rights reserved.